0: Chapter 16 of The Tale of Bobby Bobolink. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alice Hasty, Bristol, England. The Tale of Bobby Bobolink by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter 16 Mr. Frog is amused with the clatter of the mowing-machine growing louder every moment bobby bobolink didn't stop to ask his wife to what place she would like to move follow me he cried and rising quickly he headed for cedar swamp with mrs bobolink and their five children trailing after him it was the quickest move you ever saw if you had only seen it in a few minutes they were settled in the swamp and to bobby bobolink's relief his wife declared that she liked their new home because it was in a good damp place and there was plenty of good water to drink after moving to cedar swamp bobby bobolink often met a spry gentleman who lived there his name was ferdinand Frog, and being a tailor he always took special notice of everybody's clothes for himself mr frog preferred a dark-green suit somewhat spotted and a white waistcoat, and since he spent a great deal of his time in the water, his white waistcoat always looked very spick and span. Yes, Ferdinand Frog was an elegant person, and being somewhat shallow-brained, he was rather vain of his appearance, and was likely to snicker at other people if their clothes seemed to him the least bit odd. Now, Bobby Bobolink had noticed from the first that whenever he met Mr. Frog, he began to titter but since bobby was always ready with a laugh himself he supposed that mr ferdinand frog was merely bubbling over with good spirits so he used to pass the time of day with the gay tailor and maybe sing a jolly song for him and all the while mr frog would grin wildly and giggle at last bobby bobolink noticed that mr frog's bulging eyes were always looking him up and down from head to feet, and before long it dawned on Bobby Bobolink that the tailor was not laughing with him. No, there was no doubt that Ferdinand Frog was laughing at him, and there is a great difference between these two kinds of laughter. All at once, Bobby Bobolink began to feel uncomfortable, and though he had intended to sing another song for Mr. Frog, he did not do it, instead he said a hasty good day and hurried home to his wife my dear bobby said to mrs bobolink in an anxious voice do you see anything queer about my appearance she looked him over carefully "Why oh, no," she answered at last why do you ask me such an odd question well said bobby mr frog the tailor is always staring at me in the oddest fashion and snickering as if he saw something that amused him. "'Don't worry about that, simpleton,' Mrs. Bobolink cried. "'You look a great deal better than he does. "'And as for your voices, there's really no comparison. "'Yours is one of the finest in Pleasant Valley. "'But Ferdinand Frog's is nothing but a croak. "'It's even worse than old Mr. Crow's.' "'After that, Bobby Bobolink felt better. "'He knew that his wife was particular and if she said he looked all right then he was sure he could have no cause to be uneasy it must be only mr frog's queer eyes he said to mrs bobolink we've been thinking that you saw something strange about me but we must be mistaken nevertheless the very next time bobby met mr frog the tailor burst out laughing right in his face and again his eyes rolled from bobby's head to his feet and back again in a most unpleasant leer. "'What on earth do you see to laugh at?' Bobby Link demanded. "'Do ye?' Mr. Frog giggled. "'Don't you know?' "'No, I don't,' Bobby snapped. Is your clothes,' Mr. Frog told him. "'You've got them on upside down.'" End of chapter 16